Hi there, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and it's Wednesday, November 6th. Remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. So thank you guys for joining me. Hey, Steph. Thank you guys for joining me on this lovely Wednesday. Well, it's a rainy Wednesday here. I'm in Central Florida, so we've been getting rain about um, all day. Well, since late afternoon, so... Hi there, and happy hump day. So let's see um, where we'll start. Well, you know, it's Wednesday, so we start the same way. Three cheers of joy. Um, so we're going to start with three cheers of joy. Now, you know, after each show, you can download any episode from iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, and you can go into my website to watch any of the replays of the Facebook Live videos. So we are going to start with three cheers of joy. And tonight, I'm drinking out of my Steffi glass, 50 years of joy, hashtag 50 years of joy. This was made by STM um, Specialties. And she also made a, I call it a Steffi. It's like a Yeti. It's one of the thermal cups, but it's out of reach at the time. So I'll just have to post another picture of it on my website. So tonight, I'm drinking Prosecco by Cupcake Cellars. And if I'm drinking the bubbly, you know, I must be celebrating something. So let's start with the three cheers of joy. First off, today I finished More Virtues of Joy, three. So I finished the third book today. So now I just need to go in and incorporate the back matter and front matter and all of that stuff, blah, 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 blah. But I finished. Ah! So I've now written four books. I'm so pleased. And the stories are so awesome. I was reading them like damn, you're tripping. But anyway, you'll read them when it comes out. If you haven't read the other two, you can get them from my website. Shoot me a message. I can send them to you. So cheers to that. Finish the virtues, the third virtues. My second virtue, I mean, my, <laughs> my second cheer of joy tonight is that it's time for the Mercury retrograde. It started on Halloween. And Mercury retrograde is when Mercury passes um, Earth and it looks like it's going backwards. And it usually messes up communications and people get into all these flippy little things. However, for me, the retrograde works in a way that it makes me really productive. I get a keen sense of awareness, like seeing things right before they happen. And I, I'm like hella productive. And you guys remember... If you listen back to the past few weeks, I've been like, oh, I'm in a low. I haven't really been working. I'm just chilling. Well, now it's like I'm firing on all cylinders. So cheers to retrograde. We're going to ride this baby out. It'll last about a month. So I'm going to ride it, ride it, ride it. That's my second cheer of joy. My third cheer of joy is that last weekend I had some friends come to town some Facebook friends come to town. And one of the things that I have to admit is like, I love my, I love Facebook. I love meeting people on Facebook. I love being in my Facebook groups. I just build such unique relationships with people. So when people come into the city, if I can get to them, I will definitely get to them. And so last weekend, September and Joe, friends from a Facebook group we met about five years ago, I guess, they came into town and they came for their anniversary. So I was very fortunate to um, meet with them and we had a cigar and we talked and I love talking to September. She is 
a bomb ass chick and she's running her doing her own trying to start her own business and just really neat ideas so um i'll talk a little bit more about her in a bit but it was fun because you know i'm here and i don't really have a lot of friends friends here so when people come to town it's a big deal to me and i definitely try to make a connection so that's my third year of joy to joe in september for coming to visit and um um Let's turn that ding off. So for them coming to visit, so that was really good. So third cheer of joy. Now, I love, and as I said, I have the bubbling, so I'm drinking Prosecco. That's my celebration for finishing more virtues of joy. Let me expand that a little bit. So I've been writing these stories for almost three years. I think February will make three years, and this is my third virtue. So I published one in 2017. 2018 and now this one in 2019 and then there was a novelette about the characters that came out earlier this year so let me tell you about in writing those virtues they're just like the most emotionally erotic stories that you can imagine and the best part about them is that now i'm having to dig into an imaginary place this fictional place of information to develop these relationships and situations with jo the character Joy and other characters. So that's really a challenge for me and I didn't think I would do very well at it, but they're coming out nice and I'm very pleased with myself about it. And it's taken me some time to believe that I'm actually good at it, like I'm a good writer. You know, that takes some time, it takes some, oh, to remind yourself that you're good. I think, um, Two weeks ago, I was having a conversation at the cigar bar and we were talking about Antonio Brown. And then we were also talking about Deion Sanders. And I said, I have a little bit of both of them. I had a little bit, little bit of I'm bad as fuck. And then I have a little bit, I'm crazy as fuck. So if I could just get a more Deion and less Antonio going on, I'd probably be really kicking ass. So, because you know, Antonio is unstable sometimes and we all are, so I don't even knock it. I'm. Um, you know, I just can't wait to see what happens for him. I don't know why I always cheer for the down guy. You know, I always cheer for the underdog, but I feel like he's growing up. He's going through a tumultuous time, and hopefully he can bounce back because he's a really good football player. So, you know, we all try to balance that in us, our good and our evil. And Dion was evil at the time because he was so bold in speaking about himself, and people were worried about him. And then eventually he showed everybody, I'm as bad as I said, and I need a little more Dion. So... Hopefully working through this retrograde will get my Dion on. I'm bad as fuck. I'm a great writer. Yeah. So I'm going to start working on that. That still makes me blush to say that. But the virtues are coming out nice. They, well, they came out nice. There were 10 more. So now there are 30 virtues. Well, actually, there are 31. One of the virtues was so long that I pulled it out of the book. I'm going to make it its own virtue. I'll publish that by itself as a novelette maybe but it was a really long story and I felt like I was trying to rush it to condense it into a short story so maybe it is a novel I haven't figured it out yet and um, so I'm gonna get that finished and I have another novelette that I'm working on so the idea factory is working and um, they're all over the place so we'll see what comes up 2020 is going to be pretty awesome right we got to get ready for los angeles so let's see who's on here tonight so i can say good night i mean hello so joy danielle hi that's my daughter i asked her if she would join me tonight but i think she's already gone to bed so i have to grab her next week hi stephanie hi tip tanya 
Kevin and Chanel. Hey, Chanel, that trip you guys are taking for your 30th anniversary, is that is that your high school trip? And is it only for the people that, that went to high school with you or are you guys bringing guests or not? Let me know, send me a message so I can see. It looked really interesting. Hi, Tony. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Troy. Hi, Natalie Ann. Jody. Hi, Z. Kiana. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Robert. Angela. Hi, Angela, girl. That's Angela from Marietta. Hey, Chance. Hey, um, Dead Tight Wreck. I don't know their real name, but that's what it says. Hi, Beyonce. Alex. Hi, Alex. And, uh, oh, Chance said his favorite day of the week. That's awesome. Thank you, honey. Hi, Myron. Hi, Rod. Uh, Jason. Jay, hi. Hey, Chuck. Jared. Renata, Nancy, Ben Turner. I'm so excited. Hi, Christy. Hi, Joyce. This is so great. Thank you guys. Made me feel gonna get my Dion rocking in here. Hi, Joel. Hi, John. Hi, Danae. Oh, thank you, Joel. Kisses to you too. Mwah. Hi, Marvin. Joey. Hi there. Hi there. So, thank you guys so much for joining. So, it's Joy Exposed with Joycelyn Wells. And remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. So, here's my Facebook post of the week. I'm gonna rock right into that was by Wendell Lamar Hatcher, and of course, I'll tag him. But the post says, quote, paying for your own engagement ring, marrying poor men, splitting the rent, y'all are in slavery, and I'm Harriet Tubman. <laughs> I love that, two reasons. One, that is really a new thing, women proposing to men and putting forth the finances to do it, right? So that's new. We're gonna talk about that in one of the segments. But the other reason that I love it is because on my um, SoundCloud, sometimes I'll be on some bullshit. When I'm asleep or I'm in a zone writing, I'll put something and then I go back and I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? So on my SoundCloud, it says um, in my bio, it says I'm on my hashtag Harriet Tubman shit. So that was done more than a month ago. And that was because I felt that way because I felt like part of my purpose, or I feel like part of my purpose is helping people to see and get to a place of freedom and understanding of who they are. So it seems simple, right? So it seems simple enough when you can talk to people and say, hey, I can help you get to a place that this isn't where you struggle. But it's not simple because a lot of times people don't want to listen to you. And that make me wonder, how many times did Harriet try to free a slave? And I haven't seen the movie, so don't think I'm talking from the movie. I haven't seen the movie, only from what I'm thinking of what her role was. How many times do you think Harriet was trying to get people to come to freedom and they were afraid, they were comfortable where they were, and they wouldn't leave? How many times do you think that happened? Because it seems like being happy and being free and not being under somebody else's rule is the way to go but a lot of people like that that's where they're comfortable and that's where they stay so that makes me think about that how many people stayed how many people had to be forced into freedom and even now how many people are we trying to force into freedom and they'd rather sit there and wait for somebody to do something they'd rather be told or given instead of going out and making it happen on their own so that's a whole nother conversation i just got a little i'm gonna have to make notes about that because i want to explore that a little more so this post is talking about paying for your own engagement ring, marrying poor men, splitting the rent, y'all are in slavery. And that's talking about from the perspective of women. So women have become such 
bad assets, powerhouses in their role and in their finances that they're trying to, yes. Okay, hold on, let me go to Natalie. You're right, Natalie. She could have saved a thousand more if they knew they were slaves. That's the key right there. Natalie, we're going to talk about this because that's important, knowing that you're a slave, knowing that there's something else. So that's a good, thank you very much for commenting that. So we talk about women who have decided that this guy, this man is so good to them that they're going to propose to him and marry him and split the bills and raise him up and all this stuff. And that's a, that's a hard place to be in because now I'm not going to knock it. I, I know a great man right now. I love him. I'm crazy about him now. Do I want to marry him? Of course, but he's got to propose to me. He's got to want to marry me. Now, I can threaten to kidnap him. I made that comment before, and I've threatened to kidnap men before, and hell, I've kidnapped a one or two. That's the truth. I've kidnapped, held him hostage for a little while, but to ask him to marry me, that's the tough spot to be in because I feel like, personally, I feel like men choose. I feel like when men choose, they stay. When the woman chooses, it's more likely that the men will leave, right? Because the man hasn't made a commitment. Men operate in a very black and white space of commitment. If there's a woman and they want to be with them and they choose them, they're going to stay. They'll stay through. I'm not saying, I know it's women out there that's probably listen or will hear this and say, well, he stayed because of this and this and I chose him. And this is when a man makes a, when a man says, this is my woman, and I want her, and I'm going to take care of her, and I'm going to be with her, I've made a commitment. He stays through alcoholism, fucking up the money, drugs. They, men don't leave. That's the thing. Men don't leave when they've made a commitment to a situation. If they haven't made a commitment to the situation, if someone chose them and drugged them in a situation, they'll probably, it's more likely that they will leave because they haven't committed to it and they're only taking the goodness as it comes to them. That's another book. Don't worry, it's coming. So we have to keep in mind that people have to be, we have to keep in mind that men are men and we're gonna talk about them in a little bit. You know, I love men. Like I could talk about them forever. I think that's probably one of my gifts to be able to see that. So when you make a decision that you want someone in your life and you want to start a relationship with a man and you want to keep him, you've got to definitely be in a space that he open to the fact whether he wants to be kept or not, because men aren't quick to put down the welcome as quick to put down the welcome mat as women are, unless they, I mean, unless they're homeless and they need somewhere to live, then they'll definitely like yeah you're a great catch you got a good place to live i can sleep i can yeah and then after a while they realize they become restless and they go out and do some other stuff so we have to be very careful of that and we'll talk to that some more but i like the post window was a, a guy who posted it and says you pay for your own engagement ring marrying poor men splitting the rent and that's being in slavery and when you men make an investment when they want a woman, they're going to invest in you. They're not giving you a ring. They're investing in themselves. This is what I'm doing to bring this woman to me, to show her that I can take care of her. And, um, and men who don't have anything, I, well, you know, I have to speak from a place that I'm 50. If I meet a man, if I'm dating and I meet a man at 50-something, he doesn't have anything, 
I can't help him. I've said that before. I've, I can't. I'm raising my son. I'm not raising somebody else's child. I'm not raising a man to be a man. I, that's not the relationship that I want from the man who's supposed to, who wants me to follow him. He wants me to raise him and take care of him, but then he wants to lead me to conflict of interest. It doesn't even work like that. Your brain doesn't even, your brain won't even allow you to follow in the steps because of whose steps? You're the one that's providing the means to grow and move and you're going to follow them to what? So that's a really convoluted thought process. And then, you know, as far as splitting the rent, if that's what you choose, that's what you choose. If you choose to split the rent or pay half the mortgage or whatever. But I'm going to tell you, men take great pride. Men who are ready for you, who are ready for their family, who are ready. Those men take great pride in taking care of their family. They take great pride in providing a home for their family to live in, to love in, to grow in. Men take a great pride in that. So if I, I'm just putting that out there. Don't, don't want nobody to come shoot the messenger. Men love to be able to take care of their family. And when they're in the position to choose the person that they're going to grow a family with and how they're going to provide for their family, they're going to work their asses off from sun up to sundown and sometimes never sleep to be able to provide for that family. So definitely keep that in mind. So it was a great, great post by window, definitely pointing out some situations where, um, definitely pointing out some situations where we find ourselves in slavery. And uh, I appreciate his post for that. So let's see. Jason said, I agree. When men choose, they will stay. But if pressured to make a choice by the woman, they won't. You're absolutely, I'm telling you, I've talked to men all the time and they'll be like, oh, I'm getting a divorce. Or, oh, and I'm like, well, let me ask you this. Who chose? Did you choose her or did she choose you? And they'll stop and think about it and be like, well, she kind of chose me, but I loved her. So, you know, then they try to fix it because they're like, they don't want to say I didn't choose. Because that's another thing men don't want to be in a situation that they say, I didn't choose or I was forced into a situation or I was drugged into a situation. Men are very, they're men. Men are very black and white, cut and dry about things. And when they're playing games, it's so much gray and bullshit. And those aren't the men that you want to deal with. So I love the post. Thank you for the comment, Jason. I love the post. I love that even talking about you're in slavery because it changes the mindset. Remember the episode I did when I said I found out I had a pimp? All the shit I was doing up until somebody said I had a pimp made sense. But as soon as they put a negative term, limiting term on it, I was done. I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, oh, hold on, because you don't want to think of it like that. So I really appreciate the frankness in that. All right. So for me, and every time that we talk, I always talk about being free. And I also talk about the fact that I'm great and I try to be great and I'm working on that with my every day. I'm working on it, trying to get to a good place of existing. And I also know where I spent years chasing men, years trying to get men to see me, years trying to years in slavery, trying to get into these relationships with somebody that I realize now that. I am good and I am a great prize and the men who are interested in me as I'm in, as I'm comfortable with myself are great men. 
right? So that is a totally different perspective on it because we do, we feel as women, we feel like we got to compete with the next woman. We got to be great. We got to do this. We got to, we don't, you be yourself. I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not doing any new shit. I'm going to be myself. Well, that's not true. I'm going to do some adventurous stuff. I'm going to keep learning myself, but I'm not around here trying to tell somebody that I'm cooking every day. I'm not. Now, things I do love to do, and I do it without a problem, I love to do laundry, not a problem. Nobody has to say, do my laundry. If I if I have a husband, I, I do laundry. I wash my clothes regularly. I wash them, I fold them. That goes back to me growing up with my mom and my great aunt, where we took the clothes off the line and folded them as we go. And the whole thing behind that was who can fold the towels the nicest. And that's still something I do now. So I don't mind doing that. I don't mind doing the dishes. I do the dishes. Like, you know, so it's certain things I don't mind doing, but it's certain things I do mind. I'm not going to pretend I don't mind them for the sake of somebody else. So, I mean, that, but that's just me being honest. That's me being free. <laughs> that's me being free. I'm not going to be held hostage by my own ideas of what's right to satisfy somebody else. The man wants to marry me. If a man wants to marry you, if you're married to a man and if he doesn't see you as you are great and see you as a um, investment into himself, talk about it. Say something. He may not even understand where you're coming from because you, we're so, women are so strong that we take the lead in so many things, making stuff happen, making stuff happen, making stuff happen. But guess what? Just stop making shit happen. See what happens. Most of the time, the guys are looking for a mom. They look for somebody to make it happen so they don't have to make it happen. And then they want to be mad at you because you make them feel like they're a child. That's the slavery. You don't want to be enslaved in that. You don't want to be stuck in that thought process of um, I'm trying to be um, of I'm trying to be something for somebody else. So Jeffrey Randall, Jeffrey, hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Rodney. Hi, Tina. Gus. Jeffrey just said it's 50-50. So I, I never say anything is 50-50. So, Jeffrey, you can, you can have this 50-50, but I, it's never 50-50. No, it's never 50-50. Men, men are the power. Men are the power in the relationship. They're the lead. They're the guide in the relationship. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit because men are amazing. I mean, that's who they are. That's how they were designed. Had nothing to do with me. But I, I'm not going to say I'm 50-50. My roles are different. My roles are different. My contribution is different. Some days I'm 10%. Some days I'm 90%. But there's never a time that we're always even. Some days he might be 20%. I might have to fill in the 80. But as long as I toe the line on my 50, we're going to struggle. As long as I say you show up and give 50, we're going to struggle in it. It's never 50-50. It's an ebb and flow, a balance of who you are and who I am and building a good relationship. So a lot of people hang on to the 50-50. Yep, a lot of people hang on to the 50-50, but that's a tough line to toe, especially when you can't give your 50, right? And on the days that you got to give more, you can't hold on to the 50. It kind of takes away from the relationship. So Kim said, my man is amazing. He always makes it happen. That's right. And men are proud to make it happen. And we get excited about them making it happen. And they're just like, it's cool. They don't even want any kudos for it. We'd be like, yeah, want to dance, want to turn up, do something. They'd be like, it was fine, babe. I'm good. They don't even want the accolades from it. That's, the, that's when men are ready for you. That's when men are men. All right, so let's keep it moving here.
we're going to go back. We'll talk about a little bit of that later because that's one of my topics tonight because I love men. So uh, why I love men, that's one of my topics. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What's next? So how about this? Popeye's chicken sandwich came back on Sunday. Lord, everybody has been acting a fool for this chicken sandwich. Somebody died, got stabbed to death, stabbed and stabbed and went to the hospital and died. And then somebody um, messed up their car in the parking lot. Uh, one of my Facebook friends posted a video yesterday. It's got like 20,000 views today. Scraping their car up on one of those little metal poles trying to get in the drive through line. Let's say just a second. Jason said, I was just talking with one of the guys at the barbershop. He was saying he invests in his wife and his kids, and he gets that investment back in return in different ways. Yep, that's right. You're absolutely right. That's because that's the investment. When I'm a, hold on, Jason, I'm gonna come back to that in a second, but you're absolutely right. So the pot, we gotta stick on the Popeyes so I don't get distracted. Y'all know my attention deficit is crazy. So Somebody died trying to get the sandwich, got stabbed, and died. Now, imagine your legacy. I died trying, I tried to die trying to get a uh, chicken sandwich and Popeyes. And what about the legacy of the person who killed them? And they go to jail. What you're in jail for? I killed a man over a chicken sandwich. We live in the damn first world country. We can eat every hour on the hour every day, and we're fighting over freaking chicken sandwiches. That is the craziest thing to me and it, it just it doesn't even make sense by any any stretch of the imagination so but the chicken sandwich is back and i did go today to try it with my son we went to have us a chicken sandwich because we go to dinner on um wednesdays is when i spend time with my son and he's like yo mom he called me Monday. Yo, mom, did you have the chicken sandwich yet? I'm like, no, I haven't had it. Nah, nah, nah. He's like, all right. I said, good Wednesday. So today I'm like, did you eat the chicken sandwich yet? He was like, yeah, I had it Monday and Tuesday. I said, well, let's go to the hibachi place today. He was like, did you have it? No, I didn't have it. Well, let's go have it. You need to try it. You know, he was all excited about it. I'm like, but it's a chicken sandwich, right? He's like, but it's not just any chicken sandwich. It's a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So he's 16 and he's in the hype with the chicken sandwich. So we go to Popeye's. There was no one in line. Well, there was one car in front of us paying when we pulled up. So it's not like some of the big, the major cities where people are all over the place. So we ordered the chicken sandwich and it came with tater tots. I was excited about the tater tots now because I haven't had any tater tots in a while. I was excited about that. But we got the chicken sandwiches and um, he literally sat there and watched me eat it. Like he wanted me to bite it and see what I said, what I thought. And I was like, it's good. It tastes like Popeye's chicken sandwich, right? So as a chicken, it's Popeye's on bread. He was like, are you kidding? I said, well, I'm just saying it's just a chicken sandwich, babe. So it's really no big deal. It's a chicken sandwich. So I think there is this hype associated with it. Popeye's has this chicken sandwich. And there's this big thing like Popeye's is in competition with Chick-fil-A. Whatever. I don't know. But it's dumb. And Rob just said somebody had to die over a chicken sandwich. Yep. And uh, I don't think, I didn't think it was better than Chick-fil-A. I like Chick-fil-A, but keep in mind, I'm also not a foodie person either. I eat for whatever. I just eat because I need to eat. I don't eat necessarily because I'm 
I'm dying in love with something I eat to eat. So to me, it was just a chicken sandwich. I could have eaten some chicken tenders. And I was kind of disappointed that we, we didn't go to Zaxby's because I love Zaxby's too. So, you know, so it was no big deal to me. But people are out here fighting over it. And I feel like, oh, that's what I was going to tell you about the video. So Kel posted the video. And then one of his friends, Facebook friends, shared it. And they posted savages, pure savages over it. Then people were getting mad and it became a black and white issue because the guy who shared it and put savages was a white guy. And the guy who posted it was a black guy. So then they made it an issue about white people depicting black people as savages. And well, you know, that became a hot debate. And this guy came on, white guy came on and was like, look, this is black, this black people. This ain't white people, this black people. He, and the guy said, I feel sorry. I feel bad, embarrassed for my black friends to have to even be considered black in this community of existing. And I was like, wow. Because I'm not fighting over it. I'm not fighting for food. I will never know that in my lifetime to fight for food especially food I'm paying for it now. If there was no money and we were down to the last couple of peanuts and I was fighting and that's when my survival mode kicked in, I might. But if I'm paying five or six dollars for a chicken sandwich, hell, I can go get a chicken sandwich next door. I can go sit down and have me some hibachi with some shrimp and lobster and scallops and fresh vegetables. Come on, I'm not fighting over a chicken sandwich. And I'm definitely not putting myself in a place to get killed over a chicken sandwich that's insane who why so you know they tried to make the so it became yesterday on the video a race issue where black, white people were depicting black people as savages but the i withheld my comment because i'm looking at it thinking what the fuck who would fight like this and the guy got beat up coming out of the store like, I, I'm just, I don't, to me, it doesn't make sense. And if any of you have been in this situation where you're fighting over a chicken sandwich, comment, let me know what your intention is. Why do you feel like you have to fight over it? Because I feel like if you're out here fighting over food, you need some other shit to do. Maybe pick up another job. Maybe start doing some yoga, some anger management. I don't know. But I know what makes me upset is waiting in line for a long time. Now, am I going to fight because I had to wait? Nope. Am I going to have an attitude? Nope. Because my choice is always to leave, right? I can wait or I can leave. So I'm not getting caught up in that. And it's really sad. It's depressing to watch people get caught up. And now they even have one of the Popeyes in Marietta in uh, Georgia had a, a police officer on, uh, had a police officer standing there waiting for them you know, just staying on guard to make sure that it stayed orderly in there. So that's really sad. You know, I just, I don't know, just demise. But I hate to think about the person dying because of a chicken sandwich. A fucking chicken sandwich. Not a winning lottery ticket. A chicken sandwich. Is that seriously where we are? All right. So that's my rant about the chicken sandwich. We talked about this when it first came out and how the how they're 
making digs at Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A is making digs at them and wah, 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 wah. And you know, there's nothing bad with some good competition. So we all love competition, but it's not worth dying over. It's definitely not worth dying over. Yeah, right. I'm not fighting over a sandwich either. All right. So we have, I told you guys I'm drinking my Prosecco out of my STM specialties glass. I'm horrible with my camera. I should probably prep practice this one says 50 years of joy it's got this nice yellow coating on it this came from stm specialties and she also did um, a thermos for me and i call it a steffi so if you're interested in getting some for your for christmas you should contact me and i can connect you with her so the great um this is a horrible commercial because i don't even have it so she does glasses she does um t-shirts she does the thermos uh the yeti like i call it the steffi you can have anything you want on it and she just got um, somebody placed a big order with her to do it for their staff for Christmas. So if you are looking for something to do for your staff for Christmas or do for your family members or whatever you guys like to do, then you uh, get one. And they're, they're really nice, too. Very nice. Love them. So that's STM Specialties. Thank you very much, Stephanie. My Prosecco in here. And um, also, don't forget, if you're in the Tampa area on November 21st, I'll be at West Main Exchange doing two hours of whatever I want to do. That's tricky because I don't know yet. <laughs> Tickets are available on uh, Eventbrite. It's under Joy Exposed Live. So we're going to have some great interactive com dialogue and conversation and i hope there is a crowd of men and women because i cannot wait 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 to drum up um that conversation between men and women i love the dialogue because we're seeking and we're trying to figure each other out so when we get to talk in those yummy settings and that emotion flows and people can be open and vulnerable and safe that's the best dialogue you know when you got to get people to open up about existing so i'm looking very forward to that hopefully we can build a great audience because i get to go back in december and january and february and march well i guess he said every month so i guess that means every month until he decides no more but anyway we're going to take advantage of it so um let's see joyce joined us and she said i'd rather eat healthy and cook at home i will make a pot of soup once a week in a creative way yummy yummy that's it I can rave on my own healthy choice. I have not had the sandwich yet passed by two stores this week, and both of them had lines wrapped around the building. I would be scared to go to the restaurant. Yeah, because you know now you're you're like apprehensive just because of what you see on social media. You're like, I'm not getting caught up in that fray. I'm not doing that bullshit. I won't be the one to catch the bullet because of the chicken sandwich. Won't be me. And yeah, I don't even like to cook. And I would come home and cook my own before I wait in the line. I hate waiting in line. That really tries to test my patience. Wait in line and then a nasty attitude. Child. Ooh, joy is really exposed. Joy is not happy. And I would be like, fuck it, I'm out. I just can't do it. So, but anyway, you know, it's try to do my yoga to tap into my good self <laughs> to stay balanced. So anyway, that's the Popeyes. The man died. We can say a little prayer for him and his family and God rest his soul. And now um, let's move on. What time is it already? Yep, 9.35. Awesome. So we're going to move on. Let me see what this new comment is. Oh, thank you. Rob said he's really proud of me. We went to school together. Oh, thank you so much. 
I'm trying to do good. I mean, I'm already 50. I got to do something amazing because y'all be seeing me. I'll be on my way to the upper room. Speaking of, John Witherspoon passed away. So there have been a lot of comments about him as a comedian on Facebook. And um, he was on the Friday series. And I mean, I'm sure he did other stuff too. Y'all don't know him. I don't watch a lot of TV. But um, I was, he's his comp. I know he was an actor and he was a comedian. But his comedy was sometimes over the top for me. So I could never really get into him. I don't really do a lot of it. I talked to, we talked about this. I talked about this with somebody, if you, oh, my Uber driver. It's like sometimes the comedians, I don't find it funny. I don't, I'm just kind of like, okay. So I have to be very careful with stuff like that. But he did pass away and he had a lot of people following him. So rest in peace, John Witherspoon. And now let's go on to this next thing. What the fuck has happened that women are proposing to men? When did that happen? Has that always happened? Somebody, anybody, help me. So women are proposing to men, and they're doing these. Hi, Jennifer, thank you. Women are proposing to men, and they're doing these grand proposals and recording them. I mean, getting down on one knee. And if y'all noticed my little emoji this week had the mustache, it was kind of a play on that, women taking the role of the man. And the women are really proposing to the men. Now, I can't stomach to see the rest of the video, so I don't know if the men are saying yes or not. We'll have to explore that. But I'm trying to understand at what point in your relationship that you feel like, that a woman feels like she has to take the role of the man. And if the man has assumed the role of the woman. Now I'm old fashioned and I, by myself, I got it. Hands down, I can take care of myself by myself. But in the role with a, with a man, I'm a woman. I'm a woman all day, I'm a woman. And I had a conversation one time, I'll tell you. So my ex-husband was talking about his new wife and what a great woman she was and all these amazing things that she did and she took care of business and handled everything. And he was talking about her and I was listening because, you know, I'm not in competition with people, so it doesn't matter. But he was talking about how great she was. And then somebody asked me, what do you think about that? And I said, it sounds to me that she does a lot of work. And he was like, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, because I'm a woman. And my, for my man, I'm pleasure. I'm his pleasure. I'm not, I'm not raising him. I'm not berating him. I'm not fussing at him. I'm not making him do something. <laughs> I'm not making him do something. I'm his pleasure. So he can work hard all he wants. And when he comes to me, I'm pleasure. That's my, that's my role as a woman in a relationship. Now, we're not going to have any kids because I have kids. Whoever I marry will have already have kids because we're grown. So those things we're not going to do. But for us to be together and me to berate him and fuss at him to do things that as an adult person he's going to do on his own, I'm strictly for pleasure. I'm about it. What you want to do? You want to smile? What you want to do? I'm with you. I got you. You want to feel amazing? I got you. But I'm not doing that. So 
that's my that would be my first question when a woman takes that role to propose to a man what does she now see her role in the relationship because if you're asking for somebody's hand in marriage aren't you essentially saying i'm going to take care of you i'm going to take care of you i'm going to provide for you and that's a damn tough road to take i don't want that i'm not going to tell a man i'm i mean i'll i'm going to take care of him in a sense of he's my partner he's my husband i'm going to take care of him but i'm not promising to provide a home I'm not doing the man stuff because I'm a woman. And I know you guys may think I'm being a little sexist or whatever. And maybe I am. However, ain't nothing like a man though, right? And I, I got I need my man to want me. I need my man to want me. I need my man to look want to look at me and see himself. He wants to take care of me like he takes care of himself. I need for him to move fluid in how he's taking care of me just like he takes care of himself that's what i need i'm not i'm not taking the role i'm not taking the role of a man and i'm i don't understand this new wave of energy where women feel like they're taking the role of the man or where women are proposing to the men and i want to know if the men are assuming the roles of the women I just, I want to know that. I wonder what the conversation is like. I wonder where the woman was in her thought when she says, I'm going to ask him to marry, to marry me. Now, like I said earlier, I, I mean, I, I've enjoyed some men and I want to kidnap them. Sure. But I'm not asking them to marry me. I, call me old fashioned. I don't know. Call me old fashioned. That's a tricky one for me. So, I don't, I'm not knocking anybody who doesn't. I'm not knocking any man who say yes. If he says yes, he says yes. If a woman decides I'm gonna buy him a ring and I'm gonna propose to him, then if that's your decision, you go for it because there's a reason that you made the decision. Do you? I just would like to have the conversation of what it means and what it looks like because men are men. And I, I don't really go Bible much because y'all know I'm, that's just not, I feel like people hear me more when I'm talking from my heart. But when you think about even something as simple as whether you believe it or not, a woman is made from man. I, I'm a part of, I'm not the man, I'm part of, I'm part of man. Now, I'm, I'm a great part of him because I'm me. That's what's the most important, is that women were made from a great part of him. I'm the great part that was removed, so he has to find and appreciate the greatness in me. Can't diminish my capacity, because it's diminishing his capacity, right? But I'm not going to, I can't see myself going to a man and saying, will you marry me? I, yeah, that's tough for me. Let's see what the comments say down here. Maybe somebody's proposed. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Joy says she loves the concept of I am pleasure. I am, that's what I do. I am pleasure, right? So, oh, Kim, you said you thought it was for prostate cancer month? <laughs> About proposing? Oh, Lord, no. These are, there are women that are proposing and filming it and buying rings 
and there was one woman that put together a whole wedding and his her husband her fiance all he had to do was show up his boys were supposed to get him there to show up now i'm a woman and i don't even know if i go for that but you know maybe i would if it's the right person eh, i'm just <laughs> so anyway let me stay focused so we have to make sure that when these things happen we gotta we cannot get rid of the fact that yes kim you're right she's being impatient he's not the one for her but we women have the capacity to love so many different people because we carry so many energies inside our bodies and because our children right our children are inside of us all these different energies all these personalities so women are capable of loving multiple people men are capable of loving multiple people not like that men have like one maybe two but they don't love like we love i we can love every single man we ever meet that's what we process the energy we make adjustments for them we make concessions for them because we feel that same thing that we do for our children but the men who come for us and that are our men the men who come for us don't require those adjustments they don't require those concessions they see you and they want you as you are you be you authentic self and they're just like yeah that's me i'm capable of dealing with her shit <laughs> and it's not even a bad thing it's just like all right let me make some adjustments because her ass be tripping right and that's what that's what the men do but we want to flip ourselves to make them fit us or to make to make yeah to make them fit us instead of we fit them and they accept it that's it there the man who's capable of you is capable of you you don't have to do anything but be who you are so uh margaret right if he wants to marry her he'll ask in his time <laughs> yes that's right so and but if it's not for you, you're still single. Keep moving. Do some other stuff. Don't take yourself off the market for somebody in hopes that they're going to. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, that's crazy. I remember having a conversation with um, my faceless love a couple of years ago. Now, y'all know I've been seeing him for a little while. We had no proposal. Bitch is single. <laughs> no, I'll be telling y'all in a little while. I'm back on the market. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But anyway, I remember him telling me um, a couple of years ago, because I was talking about dating. I'm like, you know, I'm single. If I want to date, I'll date. He was like, date. Now, this is a man that's interested in me. He's like, date. I'll never ask you not to date. He said, I won't ever ask you not to date. If I don't want you to date anymore, then I'll do what I need to do to make sure you have what you need and want so that you don't have any interest in dating anymore. I was like, what? Did you just say that? He was like, yeah. He's like, you do you. You do you. When it, If I don't want you to date anymore, if I want to be the only person in your life, if I want you for me, I'll make the adjustments I need to make to make sure that these things are in your life. And I was like, that's some realness right there that's real because we don't think of it like that we think we meet a nice guy and oh i'm gonna stop oh, i'm gonna stop dating because he might be the one let him show you he the one you do you you live do whatever you want go wherever you want do what you want to do you keep living you keep growing you keep traveling your path and eventually he's gonna be like 
He'll make the adjustments and then it'll be a natural flow. But as women, we have a tendency to pull our stuff off the market in hopes. And then we feel like I wasted so much time with him. I've done it. I have done it, honey. Let me tell you, I did it. And one day I woke up and was like, hey, just let you know I'm not resigning the lease. Bye. Because <laughs> I can't blame anybody for wasting my time. I can't blame anybody for wasting my time but me. So if I'm putting myself on a shelf, waiting for him to come by and dust me, waiting for him to come get me and take me with him, and that's me. That's on me. That ain't on him. Because I'm hoping that he will. Right? I'm hoping he'll come get me. I'm hoping, fuck that. You ain't got to hope for it. He'll come get you. He'll know. He'll be like, all right, that's me. Shawty right there, that's me. Let me come get her. What do I need to do to make this work? Let me figure it out. And he ain't even going to talk to you about it. He's just going to make moves. He's going to make moves and have you so hemmed up that you're going to be like, well, I even said, I was like, babe, I haven't even slept with anybody in like more than two years. And all he said was, thank you, baby. <laughs> he wouldn't know. Why you say that? Dad, dad. No, he was like, thank you, babe. I appreciate you. <laughs> But that's me being me. Like, that's, I was like, God, I've been single all this time. I've been dating. I've been, I'm going, then I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't been with anybody but you in all this time. He's like, thank you, baby. I appreciate you. Kept it moving. He ain't spent no time on that thought. Not out loud anyway. I was like, whatever. <laughs> so, but you know, that's me as a woman. So I'm not taking on the role of a man to make, to get a man in a situation with me? Hell no. Been there, done that. I'm not doing it. I know that I'm a woman and I know that I am everything that he's not. And when he knows who he is and he knows what he's missing and he knows what it feels like for him to be whole, for him to be whole, not me to be whole. Because remember, I exist. Women exist on our own as a part, as a small part of. When he knows what it is for him to be whole, then he becomes whole. But that ain't on me. I'm not forcing myself in there. Screw that. For somebody to treat me like crap and ignore me and try to fill in some other people and blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing that shit. I can exist on my own. That's the beautiful part of being taking, taken from someone, taking a piece of, a rib of, and being developed on your own. We exist on our own, and we're full this way. He is the one that's missing the part. He knows what it is to be incomplete. Now he's trying to be complete. We only know what it is to live as we are. We don't have a complete, right? So we have to keep that in perspective. We got to take that. We have got to take that and rule and roll with it, but we don't give up who we are for the hopes that somebody recognizes that we're great. Now, all of this, and if it's any men out there that watch this and y'all say, yes, get in touch with me. I, want, I have questions. I have questions. I want to understand the dynamic, and I know things are changing. I know women are powerful. I know women are making a lot of money. I know women are strong, but even on my strongest day, my strongest day is, is equal to my weakest day. And on my weakest day, I need more than 50-50. I need strength. Well, otherwise, I need to be by myself so I can recover and do it all over again. But I'm not, mm -mm. Uh -uh. I'm not forcing me in that. So 
let's see, Douglas Hampton at Talented Tonight, they're doing a um, photo shoot. And I have the ad here. Let me look at it real quick. They have a photo session, and he wanted me. I guess I have sponsors tonight. You guys see that, two sponsors? Ah, big time. So Santa's Secret Helper, they're doing a one- or two-hour experience where you can go in and take pictures. You can change your clothing, your attire. You can take it at the North Pole or Santa's Twerk Shop. Ooh, sexy pictures. You can um, have unlimited poses and outfits, right? So he's doing that. It's only $65. You get 12 images that come along with the photo book. And it's for $65 at Talented Tonight, Georgia. Talented Tonight. So I'll uh, post that on my site if you guys want to have some sexy boudoir pictures taken for your guys or you guys want to do something sexy. Knock yourself out. I'll hook that up. I'll post it so you guys can go in and see him. Let him know that I sent you so that he will know that. Um, let him know that uh, I sent you guys so maybe you can get some extra pictures in there. So let's see. Hi, Edward. And hi, Chance. Chance says, I learned so much from watching you because I wasn't raised by my father. So I'm still learning how to be a man. Oh, my God, Chance. Thank you so much for saying that. Like, you just warm my heart inside out right and that's one of the things that i always talk about yep that's one of the things i always talk about is how important men are and how important are men to, to be brave and bold and i'm going to talk about that in just a second too but thank you so much for saying that hi lewis hi kelly uh hope to see you at the end of the year kelly i think it'll be a year for our friend anniversary and hey steph so jennifer said when he's ready to be whole he will come for his rib just be you you're absolutely right he'll come he'll seek it he is desperately longing for it right he's he seeks it and he will come so um my woman crush wednesday gosh this time is going by so fast my woman crush wednesday is uh, september archie i talked about her a little bit earlier she's starting her catering business and i'm talking about her now because i'm going to do some promo stuff i know that she has these low these um low salt low calorie paste to use that are organic and healthy for you to use when you're cooking instead of adding all these gobs of seasonings that you're drowning out the taste of your food. And it's a foodie, a foodie kind of love. And um, she's just a phenomenal woman. She also does resumes. She works really hard and she's seeking. We're all seeking. And I think for me on this journey, that's the thing that's really getting my attention is that I'm trying to learn more about me. Every day I'm trying to learn something new. I'm trying to continue to grow. And I hope what I learn I can pass on and people can benefit from it. So that means a lot to me. Hey, Steph Marie. Thank you for joining. So, hey, Dwayne. So I just love the idea that people come on and you guys are picking up bits of information and we're just going to move together, right? That's what the thing is. Progress is progress. So Stephanie, um, September Archie is my woman crush Wednesday and she's a phenomenal woman. I'll post a picture about her in a little bit on my um, website, but she's just, just so honest and she's so strong and for her to be as strong as she are, she is at the age that she is man, I wish I could have had some of that because she is no hold barred, right? She is, boom, she will give it to you. And that just, I always think of the man that has come for her. He's got to be in a good place to be able to be capable of the woman that she is. So that's September, Archie, my woman crush Wednesday. So 
let's move on. So why I love men, and we'll wrap up with this. I love men for the simple fact that I'm a woman. Like, that's it. I love men. I don't. I'm never going to talk down to men. I'm not going to hurt them. And I'm raising a man. I got a growing man of my own. He's 16. And I hope that he's bold enough to say what he wants, have those conversations in the eye to not waver and to take his word as his bond, like be a man of your word and have some integrity. So that's why I love men because men have this power that as a woman, I don't, right? They have the power of their presence, not their voice because men show up in presence and can move a room when women show up most time we have to speak it we've got to speak movement we almost have to sometimes announce that we we're even in the space right when we're in a we have to announce it but men can sometimes just move it and i love that and i love that men have the innate ability to power through my body i love the idea of being used for his pleasure. I love being the power of lovemaking and the sensuality and the vulnerability and knowing that as strong as he is, his intention is never to hurt me. His intention is to be as powerful as he can in a space that brings him so much pleasure, right? So, I mean, so those are just true reasons why I love men. That's why I, and, and a lot of it, when I thought I was loving men, it was me not loving myself because I was seeking the attention in a negative space. And, but it came out to be some really great lessons for me. I learned a lot. Um, I've shared a lot. I've helped people move forward, right? But I know that now I know that as powerful as I am, men are even more powerful and they can be more powerful but at the same time they can also be very vulnerable in a safe space not in a you ain't shit you ain't gonna be shit not in that men need and there's a lot of stuff on facebook that's misleading where men will say you he needs peace. He needs you to be your his peace or speak life into him and blah, 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 blah. That's somebody saying, I want to take from you and I want you to shut the hell up. Sorry, that's all that is. Because that's him, somebody telling you what they want you to be instead of receiving you for what you are. No one will ever tell me. You, you may get peace in my presence. My faceless love always says, why am I at such peace? And I'm always like, I have no idea. No fucking idea. Because I am chaos. Like, I am crazy energy chaos. So the fact that he can be around me and say he's in peace has nothing to do with me. That's totally him receiving me as I am. So when you start telling people, giving people a little knickknacks of what they should be and what they should be doing, they start altering their being for that and that's not healthy. So when men recognize who they are and they see their greatness and they're bold enough to take it, they're bold enough to accept the responsibility of being great, they are some kind of special. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But when they're whining and bitching and moaning and yang, 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 I had to pay for this and I had the yang, 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 yang. No, 
that's they're, that's not them and they're they're growing though they'll grow and when they get in the space that they'll want to give their last breath just to be in the presence of a particular woman or a particular situation they'll give it too they'll absolutely give it so we have to be very careful with what we say what we put out there so the people around us aren't responding to those whims i'll never say i want peace i'm um bring it what you got i'm ready for it let's do it and so i think and i that was the whole point of this was talking about why i love men just because they are they have a power that i don't and i'm not competing with them i'll never compete with the power of men i'll never i won't even let a woman try to compete with the power that a man has for me and i think same-sex relationship if that's what you choose that's what you choose but let me tell you something Ain't nothing like them. Nice, beautiful skin, smell good, gentle touch, hardworking, smart. Oh, I love them. And the funny thing is, I'm sitting here talking about how much I love men. And it's just one that has my undivided attention. I can't even fucking believe it. But here's the thing. I may love men, but this particular man loves me. He loves me and he's identified me as his and that's what he's doing. So he has my attention. He has my undivided attention and that's the beautiful thing of it. There's nothing, there's not anybody that can come and say, hey, I'm like, peace, keep it moving. <laughs> so I think that when you consider the opposite sex, whether you're a man watching this or you're a woman watching this, whatever it is, that you consider yourself first in its entirety who you are are you free are you comfortable with who you are are you loving the person that you are and if you're not are you ready to go to freedom hashtag i'm on my harriet tubman shit you ready to move to freedom you ready to accept responsibility for your movements and to know that there's a better life than what you have let me know we can talk through it step by step i have no problem doing that but before you can look at another person and see goodness and see them see completion in you or you seeing fulfillment in them you've got to know who you are and where you are it's been an hour already that went by so fast don't forget download soundcloud google play itunes spotify youtube and my website joycelynwells.com this is joycelyn wells with joy exposed and remember when joy is exposed everything just feels better Mwah. i'll see you guys next week bye